Hello, hello, my Silence the Shamers. This is uh, Shanti Das, and I am the founder and host of the podcast, Silence the Shame. I have my, I guess you're kind of like the unofficial co-host now. Oh, okay. Like, I'll, I mean, you, I'll you, take you're that right one. here. I'm here on this thing. Keep showing up, and I'm like, well, let's just hey, make it official. As long as you don't put me out. Are you going to be my co-host or what? Can I'm we, really, like, make it official We can today? make it official. Shake my dog. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, it. y'all. So I got my boy Frida Vision in the building. He is now the official co-host of the Silence the Shame podcast. Hey, all love. I like that. <laughs> I do, too. That's awesome. So we are here today for episode seven. So excited. Hope you guys um, love uh, episode six last week with Vaughn Gay from Morehouse School of Medicine. He was really, he really was great. great. I'm so excited to do more with him. Yes, I agree. And, um, very knowledgeable. Yeah, very much so. Um, really smart young man from the A doing a lot of great work around mental illness and mental health, which we learned the difference mm-hmm. last week of mental health I love that and quote. mental illness and it's, it's really important because there is a difference and again what we want to do at Silence of Shame is to continue to educate our community um, so they know you know about it and how to get treatment and, and so forth and so I'm really excited today this next young man I am about to introduce um, gosh I guess we met now a month two months ago maybe? yeah i believe so well it was in may yeah it was an army event um and it was for my um, mental health month which was in may and i'm so excited to have him on our podcast today uh let's welcome to the show ben mcafee shout out everyone welcome 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 um, ben hails from the Dominican Republic, which is somewhere that I love. I've only been <laughs> once, but it's just so beautiful there. Right. Um, and I think you came to the States 12 years ago? When I was when I was 12, When, yes. when you were 12, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so what I really want to do first is just kind of talk to me about your journey um, as it relates to mental health. And, oh, the one thing, I, I'm sorry, y'all, I forgot to tell you the topic. So the topic of today is my life depends on my mental health. Yeah, and I, I like got that. that quote from Ben, and I just think it's so important. So many people that I think can relate to it um, the because truth. there are different levels, right? Just we, you know, we say that term in hip-hop a lot. It's levels to everything where mm-hmm. there are levels to mental health. And some people just, when, when you talk about mental health and, and being able to take care of your well-being, but then you also talk about the b- mental illnesses that are there, some people really do have to take their medication um, every day. They can't miss it. Um, it's really important that they understand the importance of it. They couple it with therapy or, or workshops and so forth. Um, and so I'm just so honored to have Ben on the show today to share his story and talk about how his life depends on his mental health. So, Ben, take us back to um, what it was like for you growing up when you first realized that you um, were diagnosed with um, a mental illness disorder. And h- how did that affect you or your family? And kind of like what did it take for you to, to finally get therapy treatment or you know get diagnosed properly 
Yeah, um, definitely. So, um, you know, to start off, um, you know, I went to um, Georgetown, um, okay. and that's and I studied in Washington. Yes. Wow, Washington, that's awesome! What yeah. a great school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really um, enjoyed my time there. Um, uh-huh. It was a great time. Sometimes very challenging yeah. right, because of um, some of the issues that I may go that I'll go sure. into later. Sure. Um, but you know, I you know I was going to Georgetown, and you know, even before going to Georgetown, I was someone who was you know very ambitious and, mm-hmm. and had and had many goals, and mm-hmm. and uh, many people knew about that right so while I was at Georgetown you know I was exhibiting certain symptoms that Mm -hmm. were just you know very different um do you you mind sharing oh of course yeah of of course so um some of the symptoms in particular like my friends would tell me oh you know you're you know overly ambitious and you're like overly aggressive okay Mm -hmm. and I was just you know, I didn't see anything about it because, you know, that's part of my person and not my personality is I, I am, you know, an ambitious person. Sure. Right? You're so, goal driven and um, oriented. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really see much from it. But, you know, some of my, you know, friends that I had met were telling me that I was, you know, acting a bit aggressively. And I was mm-hmm. like, OK, well, I don't see I don't sure. see what they're saying. I don't see what, right. what's going on. Um, I wasn't sleeping well. Um, okay. So that was something that, you know, it's not something that I was really, you know, thinking about. Would but it, it be didn't... like days at a time or just certain intervals? It, it would just depend. Okay. It literally depend. It would be yeah. certain intervals, days at a time. Like you never, I, I didn't know because right? I, mm. you know, I didn't remember everything sure. that was going on. It did mm. affect sometimes my studies, right? Because okay. if you uh, can't sleep well and you have an 8 a.m. class, French it's class, focus, it's, right? it's, mm-hmm. you, you can't focus, you know, so yeah. it makes a difference. It makes it different and difficult, but something that was really interesting, like right before um, I left um, for the summer, Mm -hmm. you know, after my freshman years, Mm -hmm. I went to, um, you know, a a doctor or, you know, the therapist at Mm -hmm. school and and I... On campus? On campus, yes. Okay, okay. And I asked him, I was like, you know, I I don't know what's going on. Um, You know, I'm I'm reading, but for some reason I I can't focus. Like, I just Mm -hmm. don't get it. Like, I can't focus. And, um, you know, my my doctor or, or the, the therapist was, well, you know what, we'll we'll visit it. We'll revisit it when you come back. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is great. Like, okay, I, I'll be able to figure this out, you know, mm-hmm. later right. on, um, you know, and then I, you know, fly to back home, which is Florida at the time. And, you know, while I was flying, it was really interesting because I was very fidgety okay. um, and, you know, and, and, you know, very, you know, aggressive, like kinda something anxious. was wrong, kind of anxious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the passengers noticed that. But I was like, OK okay, whatever, like, I don't know what he's talking about. Then I come home. Now, when he noticed it, was it an issue for him or was he kind of being sympathetic? He was just, he was just like, yeah, I'm noticing something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Because I was saying like, oh, I don't really like flying much. Uh And then I was just very fidgety the entire time. And he was like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something different about you. Okay. Um, But, you know, once again, I put it on the side. I was like, you know, whatever, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Right, right come home mm-hmm. and you know my parents see me you know really excited I had done very well okay. you know my, my freshman year for the most part considering yeah. <laughs> things that were um, that were happening and yeah. then um, my parents noticed that something was different okay um, I would say really weird things right or different things such as like you know oh I'm going to um, you know, start learning the piano, and within a year or so, I'll become like a master, right? And, mm. and I'll be performing like in the orchestra. Or, you know, I was thinking that, you know, I had just taken, you know, a French class my, mm-hmm. my first year, and I was okay. thinking, okay, well, I don't need to take this French class anymore. Like, I'm fine, I'm fluent, right? So, little wow. things like yeah. that were happening, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like extreme aspirational ex- stuff, exactly over yeah. the top. Yeah, but my yeah. parents, yeah. they were like, oh, this is just Ben. 
you know because best, you have always been exactly, going yeah exactly, i got it yeah my, yep. my yep. best friend which was is tricky like, oh. it is tricky it's, it's tricky. very tricky it right when someone tricky. like yourself is such a high achiever right mm-hmm. and it's not abnormal for you to want to, you know, attain the highest goal. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I had these these interesting ideas and thoughts. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, my parents, just like I said, they didn't think much of it because they're like, oh, this is my son. He's always been this way. Like, yeah. whatever. Um, fast forward, um, you know, I, I live, I, I go, my parents were um, volunteering. We decided to go, you know abroad Um, and um, for some reason you know something happened right then and there I was even I was having like even more like interesting on the trip trip, where'd you go Um, I went to Peru okay yeah yeah, I went to Peru and I was having more interesting ideas of you know oh I'm going to become the president of the United States like Mm. I have Mm. you know all of these you know beliefs that like you know I have you know networks from contacts from like Toyota and the Gates and I the reason why I thought that was because you know I had scholarships from those organizations, so I was like, mm. okay. Like, but in your have... mind, it was taking it a step further, exactly, or ten mm-hmm. steps further, exactly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and that, and and that was just, you know, once my parents were like, you know, what's going on here? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, really, what's 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 going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and next thing you know, um, you know, we fly to a certain city, mm-hmm. and then I leave my parents. I literally mm-hmm. left oh. my parents. Um, you just kind of wandered off. I just wandered off. Um, yeah. I just, I was gone. Gone. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, my parents, they, they didn't know um, mm-hmm. what was going on, but they knew something is, like, Quite different, right? Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Something is yeah. different. And um, I left my parents, and, you know, I then they, you know, sent out a, like, a, a warrant, like, because uh, they were trying to find Like mm-hmm. a bulletin to find yeah. Kind of exactly. Amber Alert almost. Mm-hmm. Yes, almost. Yeah. But, I mean, mind you, like, this is, you know, And you were how old then? This is, uh... Still in college. 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I was okay. 18. It was that summer, right? Okay. And, you know... You know, I was in a city where it's just like it was a really tiny city mm-hmm. called Tarapoto. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was going to be easier to find me because it was a tiny like city. OK. Um, but, you know, all, these people really don't have that conception or this idea of like what is mental yeah. illness? Because yeah. I literally, like I said, just left them. Wow. Um, so then they finally find me. Um, Thank you God. Know, there's a lot more to it. But, yeah, you know, I understand. I was, the short of more. It. There's yeah. a lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I'm just keeping it short and basically saying that, you know, uh, you know, my, the. The, the cops found me. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I met this really, you know. Um, were the cops at least nice to you? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, they were they were totally fine because okay. yeah, at the time I was, you know, I, I, I'm a very sociable guy, mm-hmm. and, and and so yeah, I was like talking to them like we were friends. You Got know it. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just Got like it. part of it. Um, okay. And it's just part of the culture. You just like in Latin culture, you just talk like, hey, you know, whatever. Like okay. so, it was pretty. You know, it was pretty cool. But my my mom saw me and my parents saw me, and they were like scared I'm they so were like huge. what is going on like mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. this person this yeah. is not my son mm-hmm. and that was very aggressive yelling at my mom and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and um and it was very it was it was very difficult on them but i didn't see it as a, a problem mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um i knew in the back of my mind something's different but you know i was just happening and yeah. i think mm-hmm. i had just already reached that um psychotic episode where it was so just, was that your first psychosis yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And mm-hmm. and yes, that that was my first mm-hmm. um and and my last. Good. Okay. Uh, and my yes, last. Yes, and yes. my last. But it was um it was it was it was a blessing, right? Because mm-hmm. in a way, 
Um, and, you know, so the system sometimes in the the United States is that if you're diagnosed and you have like a psychotic episode or something like that, you're placed in the hospitals and you can't see your family yeah. or anything like that. But mm. here, it's terrible. Exactly. But here, even though it might have slowed down my recovery, at least that's what it, my psychiatrist said, mm-hmm. um, I was with my with my parents the entire time. Oh, and, wow. I, and I stayed there for an entire month afterwards. So okay. it was that we were volunteering and then yeah. a month. Okay. Um, and I was in a hospital the entire time time okay mm-hmm. yes and that was in florida no this is all in peru oh all this in peru. All oh in peru. wow okay mm. i'm sorry this i thought you all. came back to oh, so no. you were treated in peru oh. i was treated in peru okay yes. how how was finding um okay but you're from the dr right okay so it's it's a little bit com- confusing and complicated mm-hmm. but basically um you know i was born in texas okay. um, lubbock texas um okay. and, and my parents are, are missionaries uh, okay, so okay. Then, uh, my grandparents um they went to lubbock texas flew me to the dominican republic and mm-hmm. uh my siblings apparently didn't know that i was gonna be there but they knocked on the door and i was like oh surprise you mm-hmm. know <laughs> um and um so you know i was like i said i was like adopted mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. then my, my parents are also uh from te- my mom's from texas my dad's from tennessee and they're also they're also caucasian they're white so. okay mm-hmm. okay so yeah so this was just an experience while on vacation Exactly, and, and because it was seemed like it was so severe, that's why you had to stay in Peru to yes, get the help exactly. There. And they were able to find help. Was it like because what was that process like? Like finding help? Uh, was it a regular hospital? Right. Okay, so it was a clinic, from what I remember. And okay. like I said, thankfully it was in a in like in a small small village. village. Yeah. So like my okay. parents, mm-hmm. my parents could afford. Right, sure. they rented okay. out an entire room. Because okay. they were able, you know, what to, a blessing. Yeah, they Very were just blessing. able to actually no, an entire hallway. Actually, mm-hmm. from what I remember, yeah. Um, and, you know, that happened. But the thing is, is that, like, you know, they wanted to keep me stable enough so that I could fly back to the United States mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't mm-hmm. in a condition to fly. Like, that made yeah. absolutely okay, no okay. sense. And at the same time, since, you know, this was, you know, a small little, you know, town, they didn't have the right medication, right? Mm. They had the necessary medication that could somewhat calm me down, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the right and effective to actually medication treat. to actually treat it, right? Okay. So you were there for a month. Then what happens? You fly back to the States. So, so yeah. So um, I flew back to the States once I was stabilized. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And okay. then after that, like, you know. Hold on. I'm, I'm sorry to interject. What I wanted to ask, though, did they diagnose you in Peru or did you get a diagnosis in the So States? I got an official diagnosis um in the United States, but okay. in Peru, there was one psychiatrist, um, and you know he was, you know, apparently what my parents were saying were test. He was testing my buttons to figure out like what was it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, I think he at first thought I was schizophrenic. Okay. Um, okay. Because he believed that I was quote unquote hearing voices, okay. um, but I wasn't hearing voices, you okay. know. Mm-hmm. And um, so then later on, he apparently from my parents told me like tried to diagnose me as like bipolar disorder but you know this is in peru so they, i had to come they're to not me. as advanced mm-hmm. right yeah. and right. mental health okay that's what i was trying to get at okay no thank, thank sure, you for absolutely mm-hmm. okay so when you came back so to when the you states, came back to the states um what was the next step did you take um a sabbatical away from school right so so the next step was that i was you know af- you know i was officially um diagnosed okay um so and you found a hospital in florida no, oh, no, I didn't. Okay. No, I didn't find anything. I was, oh, okay. I was, I was good enough to just go see, um, you know, a psychiatrist for the most part. Got I think it. they did like MRIs to like make I sure see. 
um, everything was was fine. But did you go uh, back to Florida though and see a psychiatrist, or you went to DC? Oh, Florida, because that's where I was. Okay. I was where you I was were living, living at the time. Yeah, right. that's where my parents live. Okay, right? so um, so I was able to um, yeah. So we went to a psychiatrist, and you know I was. Um, diagnosed there and you know it got to a point where you know he was the one that officially diagnosed me with um, bipolar disorder okay okay um and then basically you know i was still exhibiting you know manic symptoms those you know Mm -hmm. um, those delusional ideologies of what i was talking about and it wasn't until i kept on taking the medication and and, um it's a a funny story um i was believing that i was just going to you know, um, go to law school, mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't even, it was my, you know, freshman year, I had just, you know, passed, um, it was going to be a sophomore, I was like, you know what, it's done, like, I'm going to go to law school, I don't need, oh, you were going to just, I was gonna up and leave, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. my past the rest like, of the school year, <laughs> bye, you know what I mean, like, I'm yep. good, like, yep. and, you know, and, my, and, and it's funny, not to interject, yeah, but, you're good. so, I have a family member mm-hmm. that is um, bipolar as well, and so, some of the times when I can tell that he's experiencing, um, I guess a manic mm-hmm. episode, his ideas and thoughts are very grandiose. Right. Right. And so mm. I, that's, you know, mm-hmm. symptomatic, right? Yeah. It's, it's very, yeah. very So I can definitely relate to what you're saying. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I was at McDonald's and I know it's kind of interesting. And my dad, you know, sometimes, you know, they play around with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it gets to a point where it can be somewhat depressing. So like, you know, why not play around with mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Ben Casino's saying? Mm-hmm. So I was at McDonald's and, you know, my father was like, oh, so how's the, you know, the law school application stuff going? And I was like, dad, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then really? he was like, what? I was like, I'm not going to go to law school i need to you know finish up georgetown and right then and there just clicked that i was like oh wow like i'm clear and then my father was like you know i believe my parents were almost about to cry and it was just like because it was a breakthrough it was a breakthrough. oh wow that's so awesome so it was very difficult for me um Mm -hmm. you know i was you know you know, ready to get back to school, mm-hmm. um, you know, my sophomore year, you know, this first semester again, you know what I mean? It was just going to be exciting, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor was like, yeah, you're not ready. Mm. Mm. Can I ask you what was your official diagnosis? Yes, yes, bipolar 1 disorder. It w- okay, yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Was anything else or just that? Mm-mm, just that. Okay. Um, and then um, my doctor was like, oh, you're not ready. Now, and at that time, were you seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist no, or doing this, any group this sessions? Was just, it was just recent because I had gotten back from Peru late July, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was late because my brother's birthday July 29th. So, yeah, I was there for... Yeah, I was there for his birthday. So, yeah, it must have been, <laughs> you know, like yeah. August and school starts late August. So, so this was all was still no, very new. Yeah. So okay. there was no therapist, mm, nothing involved. I was just getting my medication got started. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then what happened when he said you're not ready? Um, it happened? was very devastating. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't really, you know, know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my friends, I'm not going to be able to see my friends. Some of my yeah. friends were just, you know, they're really sad that I wasn't going to be there. But Were I was they like, supportive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I did have some hiccups with friends later on, mm-hmm. um, you know, with some of my symptoms, you know, coming back and sure. some of the aggression sometimes that happened. But mm-hmm. in general, it was very difficult um, for me at okay. first. But then, you know, I was talking to my um mom about this mm-hmm. before coming and mm-hmm. and I was just she she told me she was like Ben once you realize that you weren't going to go to school you instantly figured out what you needed to do to get go back to school the next semester. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I if I remember correctly I emailed you know um, certain people. How old are you now? 
I'm 27. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, so I emailed certain people. Um, it was, you know, professors, and they told me, and like, yeah, just take a semester off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go through that official process. Then I talk to the counseling services at Georgetown, okay. and they tell me, these are things that you have to do. Okay. You have to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. You have to see a psychiatrist, I think once every other week or something like that. Okay. And you have to work, show that you can work basically, I believe, like a full-time job for three months or more mm-hmm. um, to see, like, if you're able to, like, go back mm-hmm. into school. And, to be admitted and, back into Georgetown. Right, right. And, 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 I, and I did have that privilege, right? I had a privilege mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, I could see a psychiatrist and I could see a therapist. And, mm-hmm. and you know, my parents were, for the most part, able to afford it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the insurance, you know, didn't cover mental health, right? Which is a huge issue at really? the time. It didn't yeah. cover mental health. So wow. they covered prescriptions. So imagine, you know... Your parents having to pay four hundred dollars. So you had to pay for the for the therapy, but not the the, the prescription. But but not only <clears throat> therapy, we're also the psychiatrist yeah. visits. And psychiatrist visits are Because it didn't cover mental health. It didn't. Really? So that means it wouldn't cover a psychiatrist. Right. Really? Yeah. At all. At, the time. At all. Yeah. So that's like 300 to $400 That's pricey. Yeah. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, you know, I had the, the, the means to... To be, do my that. My parents were Absolutely. able to do that. Even though it was difficult, um, they were able um, to do that. Um, but yeah, so it was... Um, yeah, it was definitely um, interesting. So then were you able to go back? To school? After a so semester? So I was or? able to go back, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> I did what I needed to do, right? I mm-hmm. did the interview. I did everything that I needed to do to get back to school because, once again, I was like, I want to be successful in, you know, in, my, in, the, in my future. And like you said, your life depended my on it. You had to take care of your mental health. I had to take care of my mental health. So. Which is, if I could... Let me just jump in again. That yeah. is what's so hard, right? Mm-hmm. Is people want yes. at the time at your age, right? Someone that's experiencing that, the hardest part is accepting it mm-hmm. and knowing that, guess what? If I want to do X, Y, Z, I got to take my medicine. Right. I got to see my therapist. And I, I got to deal with it. And so many people either self-medicate, you know, and use recreational drugs or they just, they don't want to admit to themselves that something's wrong and then the the fact that you're dealing with all of that and having to balance a lifestyle Mm -hmm. like i couldn't imagine that you know the thing that's helping you balance a lifestyle is your mind but you're going through you know different manic episodes or you know like recovering from manic episodes or starting to realize that now there's a different um approach to your life right does that make sense right right Mm -hmm. and and honestly you know i you know what's the purpose of this type of of, of, you know mental illness sure people have asked you like oh what's the purpose and Mm -hmm. i'm like well this is this is how i see it before i used to be very ambitious and a a control freak right that's what people would tell me all the time or whatever and honestly, um, I feel grateful in a way because, uh-huh. you know, every time I'm thinking that, you know, I got this together, I can do whatever I need to do, this, 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 and that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get, you know, an episode or, or something okay. and, it will, and it will keep me humble. It's like, oh, you know what, Ben, you're not always in control. Interesting. You know, maybe before you always thought mm-hmm. that everything was going to be planned out. But, but you, you know, know I think you are such a shining example, though, Ben. Mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. celebrate you enough mm-hmm. because to be a young millennial taking ownership of what has happened in your life and not using it as um, a, crutch. a crutch or inability to still live your life. Mm-hmm. and be I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I mean, because I know, again, so many men, women, young women that just don't take this same approach. And that it could have angered. You know, like right. when you went through this, this could have been something that might have 
made someone angry or even feel a level of defeat of some type. Or, you know? or, or less than. Or less than. And you're not Absolutely. less than. You're Absolutely. bright, you're brilliant, you're smart, you're and those ambitions and are like and everyone that I'm finding that knows you love you like just and a great person and the flip side of that is that those ambitions are actually possible though it's just the finding a pathway to yes. manage them it's your pathway it's your right? pathway to manage them but it's not I don't think that the ambitions were ever the issue even the grand idea of them maybe the approach you understand right, what I'm saying right 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 definitely mm -hmm. definitely so I think yeah, I I just applaud I you on great. that. So so d did you ever finish college or what oh, was the, oh, what was yes. the track? Can you take um, us through kind of like once you got back, what it was like for you there dealing with the on-site um, counseling services? Because yeah. that's what we're we're actually, and this is something I want to talk to you about. We're implementing a campus ambassador program right, right. with mm -hmm. Silence of Shame, and so I want to talk about the relationship George with the school counseling services. And so, what that was like. So with the school counseling services? Yeah, and okay. how that benefited you or not. So basically whenever I went and they did the interview. And you went back to Georgetown. I went I'm back assuming. to Georgetown. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I went back and you had to do an interview process again. Okay. Um, they were, you know, very much like, okay, you know, here are some referrals. Okay. Um, and that was about it. So really uh, they just kind of outsource out, if you will. Yeah. That was about it, which I mean. I don't know. I, I guess in a way it makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. whenever I went to... They but there's no me, one that actually sees students on a regular basis? Yes, like a constant. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's um, how do you call it? It's not, it's temporary. Got it. Temporary I see. care, right? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I guess my case was, quote, unquote, very difficult. Okay. Um, like I went to um, GW, and they have a counseling center. Is that George um, Washington yeah, University? G yeah, um, George Washington. Okay. And it's mainly, um, you know, students or people who are getting, like, their counseling inside ID. I see. And they're just like, no. Like, you know, kind of like, this is a lot for mm -hmm. us a lot to more be able for to them. handle. Like, so you need it to go see a clinical professional oh, in D.C.? Oh, yes, definitely. I okay. mean, so I So you went, went off campus to see I went your... off campus, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. I went okay. off campus. It, it okay. took me some time, though, to realize, you know, once again, like, while I'm in school, I need to, you know, manage, you know, seeing a therapist mm -hmm. outside of campus. So how often did you see your therapist, like, um, in between school and stuff? Um, I would see her, I think, once every week and okay. then at a certain time when I when we felt like it was manageable once yeah. every other week okay so then so once you started seeing your counselor uh, or your therapist rather off campus how was it with your grades and were you able to mm -hmm. do, were you able to sleep again once you started on your medication was that getting better for you um well the sleeping thing was a problem. Okay. Um, you know, I'm taking this medication and, and it's Did called it keep you Seroquel. up? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. It knocked me out. Got it. It mm. literally was like the complete opposite. opposite. Oh, okay. You know, I, okay. I um, you know, whenever I've gone on um, speaking tours, I sort of talk about um, um, some of the issues that I had that I had, you know, prepared. Um, I gave myself two days to prepare for this presentation. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I got this. This okay. is going to be great. Like, I'll get, I'll do well. I yeah. do well. But then I was talking to my doctor and I was like, yo, like, I'm sleeping too much. I'm getting sleep mm -hmm. paralysis or something like that. Oh, like, okay. I don't know what's going on. Like, how am I going to manage this? Yeah. Right. And it was kind of um, interesting because my doctor was like, okay, well, I'll give you Lunesta. Okay. Um, which I've is heard also of that. Lunesta, mm -hmm. yep. which yeah, is also it. something that can knock you out. Mm -hmm. um, so then I take both of them and then I fall asleep. And then 24 hours later, I wake up. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? I was like, mm -hmm. it was the best sleep I've ever had. I bet. You know, I bet. it was the best sleep I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And um, but then I the presentation, I was just like, well, I gave myself 
you know, two days. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I'm tired. Like, yeah. what am I going to do? So I was able to, like, you know, deal with things really so quickly. So did they change your milligrams to ch- yeah, each one to try that. to find a happy medium? How did um, you end up getting, you know, your your um the medication straight so that you could get sleep and still do your work? It was uh, the, the co- you know, it's just milligrams changing right that's what i'm saying so they did yes, change that yes, got yes. it mm-hmm. okay because yeah, i, I know that ha- even when level. i started taking my antidepressants at first it was too high milligrams for me right because right. it was making me nervous and mm-hmm. jittery mm-hmm. and so they brought it down some and that helped yeah 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 mm-hmm. but you know i you know, i still go through some sleep issues till this day okay um but um regardless like i ended up getting you know i ended up getting a b plus on the presentation nice and i'm like this is great but what if I had more time? Right, right. right. And that was mm-hmm. kind of the experience at Georgetown was very difficult because sometimes it was like, do I sacrifice my academics yeah. or do I yes. sacrifice my mental health? Oh, wow, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. And it's interesting. just like, what should I do? Should I stay up, yeah. you know, pulling that all night yeah, or so yeah. that I can get that A or should I take that medication? So what approach did you take? I, I had to learn um, the hard way, you know, and it, it got to a point. Trial that and by, error. Trial and error. And it, and it got to a point by, um, I think it was like my junior, senior year where I finally figured out this is mm. how it actually uh, operates. Because yeah. it's like, you know, you, you're it's Georgetown's a very high stress environment. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. High achievers, you mm-hmm. know, and then I'm like, obviously want to achieve. But at the same time, I can't do what mo- what other people could p- could potentially be doing because right. of the fact that I'm worrying about my mental health. If I don't take my medication, I'm manic. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes I, you know, suffer from I'll, I'll have a depressive episode, which oh, is okay. rare, but it would it would happen. Okay. Like, there were just so many different barriers that I had to encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made it just very challenging. So there were withdrawals of certain classes that I took. I had to do withdrawals. Mm-hmm. You know, my mm-hmm. grades weren't necessarily i would say the best you know but you Mm -hmm. know what i had supported friends and i had you know supporting um a dean dean zenick and i can't thank her enough she was so great and she she was just she was just there for me what what in what ways do you think and when you say she was a supportive professor like what were some of the things that she did that helped you out yeah Outside of other students. Well, well, she was she was a dean. And, oh, okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. okay. And and she was just helpful because I didn't so like I said this was all new to me and this mm-hmm. was new to my parents so we didn't know what to do but right. like accommodations that's something that I have now at Emory right okay. but I didn't have accommodations there so I would email her hey I'm going through these issues she would email the professors hey this is going on oh, or that, I would go to mm-hmm. her and I'd be like wow shout out to her yeah that's she was awesome. like an advocate she's yeah, amazing right? she was just so great and like honestly like Anytime I would go to her, I'd be like, this is what's going on. And she'd be like, you know, Thank God she that put she me in check sometimes. And you know? understood I, it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had friends that did that too, but she was so helpful. Like having an administration that was just, you know, she was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it was it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I had mm-hmm. to withdraw from classes. There were some classes that I didn't get the, the best grades in, right? Understood, um, yeah. But regardless, I kept moving forward. Yeah. I have to, right? So yeah. can I ask you... Um, what was it like for graduation? I mean, I'm sure your parents were just so happy that you were able to graduate. And was it what you wanted? Oh, out my of- goodness. I mean, that's one of my proudest moments of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was diagnosed and, I, you know, my first thing was. Just so you were like, diagnosed freshman year. Um, summer after or my summer freshman after, year. Okay, yeah, got yeah. it. And 
I was diagnosed and I was just like, you know, because of the severity, I mean, think about it. If you're believing that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to become president, you know, things that we were saying at that time, I was like, how in the world am I going to graduate from Mm -hmm. Georgetown with all of the stuff that I had to go through with all the medication, all of the side effects, so many different things. And then being a college student remembering to take your medicine. How about that? Right. Sometimes you don't even remember to eat as a college student. Right, right, right. The stress of just being in college alone. Yeah, exactly. But I've never gone two days without my medication. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good I, for you. And also, I don't drink and I don't smoke. Like those mm-hmm. are two things. I think that, that I is just. Too. Oh gosh, I have yeah. several people I wish you could tell, <laughs> but hopefully they'll hear this podcast and get yeah. inspiration. Yeah, there's from no, you. you know, I don't have the stigma against drinking. I mean, I'm a bartender. No, I know but, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? but, but yeah, but yeah, some I people just—it's probably not best for you. So I get it. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I mean, because I know like my my recovery comes first. Yeah, and I want to be successful in whatever I do. Mm. And if I'm drinking alcohol or if I'm smoking, and you know, just like the, the previous podcast, mm-hmm. um, and it alters your—it's a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. I won't be successful yeah. anymore. So yeah. that's why I put my recovery first. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, can we just give that. it up? This is just so, <laughs> this is the podcast I've been wanting to have. For someone to be vulnerable enough to be open and to share the journey the way you're sharing it. I'm just so grateful. Yeah, just yeah, so you, you know that. Um, so yeah, so take okay. us back to graduation day. What was that like? I, can I ask something really quick? Yeah, you're uh, I guess. No, I'm <laughs> Please, So in the... um. In the interim of you, like, starting to have to deal with it and still balance school and everything, one of the things I wanted to ask is, like, did it, at first, did you go through, like, a fear of, like, having to um, make sure that you had your medicines versus, like, you know, when you were, like, balancing the academics versus medicines, you get what I'm saying? Like, a fear of having an episode, like, does that, you get what I'm saying? Does it create a sense of, like, paranoia? Forgive my ignorance for that because I'm... I mean, I always, I mean, I always You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I always... Well, there's a couple of things. Well, you know, it was a fear because at first, like, you know, right when I was diagnosed, you know, I had someone helping me out throughout the entire process. My parents were there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which so many people don't have that support system. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of my recovery, yeah. right? Having someone there who mm-hmm. sort of was willing to help me through the process, right? right? That mm-hmm. was the beginning of my recovery. Um, and so, you know, I had my parents there. People were take, I was taking my medication. Everything was very much regimented. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when I went to college, there was the fear of, like, what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I have right. no idea what's going to happen. The medication is off. And even my mom just told me today that the psychiatrist thought that I shouldn't even have gone to school that spring. That spring. Like, mm-hmm. which is like he shouldn't be there. So there was this constant fear mm-hmm. of how am I going to manage or this? Or relapse. Am Relap- I going to relapse? Mm-hmm. I mean, and could you recognize when you would be going through an episode? Oh, yes. Okay, oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so you yes. could recognize oh, it on yes. your own. Instantly. Okay. Instantly. I'm oh. able to recognize it like this. You okay. Know? And, and, and when I recognize that there's an episode, I'm like, what do I need to do? You know, it was mm-hmm. sort of like my, you know, my, my senior year, right when I was going to graduate, I had gotten... Uh, the job that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. was fine. I was just about to graduate and mm-hmm. everything's great. And then I go through a depressive episode like this and I'm like, but wait a minute. Like, logically, things are going well. So mm-hmm. why am I going through, you know, this episode? Right? So it's like, it's not always based on a trigger or anything like that. It's just something that could, I guess, happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But back to what sort of like what I was saying, though, mm-hmm. uh, you know, once I realized that something was 
you know, different. Yeah. I instantly was like, I need to call my friends mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. my friends know, you know, what's going on. They're mm -hmm. there as a support. I'm going to call my psychiatrist mm -hmm. and, and figure out the medication. Um, and, you know, that was that. You kind of um, had like an advocacy group. Right, right, mm -hmm. right, which is which is really important. That but is yeah, very I mean, important. Extremely. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was, I had this fraternity and I joined. It was a community service frat. And okay. It was just fantastic. I have amazing friends there. But, you know, there's always, there was always that fear of like, you know, managing. I mean, there's that fear now. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm at Emory right now getting my master's and I still have that fear of like, you know, what's going to happen? Like, can my medication cause some of these issues? So let's talk about that now. So you graduated, right? Mm -hmm. Upon graduation, did you go back to Florida? Mm -mm. No, no. I, I got um, a job um, working um, basically in AmeriCorps uh -huh. program, mm -hmm. um, working with Latino undocumented HIV positive mm -hmm. um, youth um, okay. for the most mm. part who okay. identified as um, gay and um, trans and bisexual. For and the most so part. were you able to function at that job or did you ever have any difficulties in your first few years out of college with work? Um, yes, I think I think um, the the difficulty for me was just like you know whether to disclose it or, or not to disclose it. Right? Yeah, and that's mm. the stigma, and right? That's the stigma. That, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to tell you which job, right? No, Cause no, because they because yeah. they, they'll know. Of if course I say not. It, no, no, no. We weren't asking one that. Job. No, no, no. It's fine. Mm -hmm. There was this one job that I had that I disclosed. Okay. Okay, like this could be you know uh, some challenges that I may face. Okay. And then the people thought that oh this person may not be able to handle, handle. the job, mm -hmm. which I ended up handling it very well. Got very high well, recommendation letters from them. But it's just, you know, this idea and this notion of like, you know, should I come out? So at what right? point do you tell people? Right. When it comes to the job situation, I you got to disclose it or it. no? I, I don't. Okay. For the most part, mm -hmm. I don't. Unless it's NAMI because I'm working at the National Alliance of Mental Illness, which they are great. Okay. They encourage people who... Um, face challenges with mental illness to work there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, nah. I, I, I really don't because of the experience that I had. Mm -hmm. The good thing is that when I was working, though, for worked for four years, I had a, a, a schedule. Mm -hmm. So that was really great for, you know, my, my bipolar disorder. Right? Okay. It was just, I had a schedule. Keeping a schedule. Yeah. So is that something for those listening fine. that you would highly recommend? Oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. yes. Because when I was in, like, undergrad, it was all over the place. Mm -hmm. All nighters, you know, papers do all this other so what stuff. do you use what's the best way do you have um iCal do you have google calendar how do you keep your schedule what works for you oh i have a, right my, now my calendar on, on your my phone. phone on okay. my phone everything so you put everything on for there. the most part i put everything okay. there okay you, you know guys I mean? listening mm -hmm. if you're dealing with any mental illnesses um and i for one know even with me and my depression i know i have to keep myself on track and on yeah. schedule yeah. so yeah, yeah that helps try my best to put the important things right there yeah. on the calendar mm -hmm. You know. So what are you doing now? Share with us kind of like what your life is like now um, yeah, sure. and some of the things that you're looking to do as it relates to mental health. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, you know, just going previously to what I was mm -hmm. saying, like you asked about my, my graduation and stuff. I, mm -hmm. was, I was really happy. And, 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 you know, at the time I wasn't. Um, I, I was kind of ashamed, right, mm. of, you know, how I did academically. I think I graduated with like a 2.99, almost like 3.0 or something like that. Okay. And, you know, I was just, how am I going to be able to sort of like handle this? And mm -hmm. and now that I'm at Emory, um, things have changed. Okay. Um, you know, I've and been what, able. And how so? 
Um, well, I finally have things like accommodations, which I recommend mm-hmm. to everybody. You know, if you, you know, believe that you're going through, you know, certain challenges, ADD or whatever, mm-hmm. I recommend having those accommodations like no And other. explain we'll to explain us what, what you mean. Yeah. Like, so, so in terms of having more time to take the test. Oh, uh, I see. That's, okay. Oh, my goodness. That is so key. Like having more time for like... Um, to write essays. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you get those accommodations? Typically, I mean, it depends. Um, you can get them um, through your um, psychiatrist if, you know, it, there's clear mm-hmm. symptoms. Or mm-hmm. you can take, um, I think it's a, a psych assessment. Um, okay. And, and you can do that. But a lot of times that's really expensive. So you may okay. have to find a place that, um, you know. It's a little bit more affordable or has Got a sliding it. scale. Okay. Um, but that's been able to help me out very much because, you know, I'm taking a test and I see time's up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I see all the students leave and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have like three or four pages left. Mm. I'm able to finish the test. That's what a Imagine without having those accommodations. accommodations. Yeah. So, you know, I you know, decided to you know go to Emory, um, my master's of public health, um, concentrating in um, mental health. So you're health. currently getting your master's. I'm currently getting my master's. Got it. And I have to say, last semester I got a 4.0. Woo! Right. That is so dope. Yeah, last semester I got a 4.0. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know. You people... are such an example of just resilience and brilliance and, um, Wow shining example we got to get your story out there more i appreciate that and um right now i'm working um at nami national alliance yep. of mental illness which event. i saw you at a nami event yes, george and nami event. i i, I awesome. love it i love mm-hmm. it um you know i can be myself yeah um, good for you and um, i'm also i'm also working at the um a federal government um and i'm really happy because i've always wanted okay. to work there you know sure. um so i'm i'm very happy um at where i'm at in my life right Good now for you. and you know and something that i would say is that you know it's 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 still a, a challenge right mm-hmm. like my life is my mental health in, yes. in many ways and yes and you're gonna you know you're gonna go through stuff you're gonna go you have through, good days and bad days right good days and bad days but you have you know, to power through. Can I ask you, how do you, um, we just have a couple more questions. How do you couple your spiritual life in with what you're doing with your medication? Now you've gotten all that right. Like you understand the importance of taking your medication, seeing your psychiatrist, seeing your therapist, how important is prayer in your life and Uh, how does it help you? It's Or just having a spiritual life. No, it's, it's very important. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, because like, it's not one or the other. So many people in our community think mm-hmm. you can. We mentioned it in podcast episode six. You can pray things away. And that's right, not the case. Right. Mm-hmm. Share with us your journey. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I think that, you know, right before going to um, Georgetown, I had a, a very, you know, tumultuous, tumultuous relationship um, okay. with God. And, you know, it was huge you know huge problems. Just wasn't yeah. believing in him. You know, I just had mm-hmm. a lot of different issues. And then, yeah. you know, I honestly with everything that's gone through mm-hmm. what I went through mm-hmm. um, I find my mental health disorders to somewhat be a blessing um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if it weren't for that I wouldn't be close with my parents you know I oh, was having wow. issues with my parents I wasn't talking to them okay. but now it's like I talk to my mom every day they're always oh, like good. you know how's oh, the checkup was always you know is your medication fine right mm-hmm. they, may not, they might have not wanted to like 
you know, call me up, but they'll be like, yeah. how's your medication? You know, how's right. everything doing? You know, and find a way to find get it. Yeah, way find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm happy because my parents, you know, they're missionaries, right? Yeah. So I've always believed in, in God. Service and that and, is, yeah. that is integral. Like, I mean, I'm very much mm-hmm. a person about connectedness and, you know, things happen Good. for a reason. So, you know, it's, it's something encouraged in my family Good. to like, because there was never that stigma, okay. um, which was actually mm. somewhat of a blessing. Yeah, that too. is a yeah. major uh, blessing. Know, sort right? of like yeah. what you were talking about in the, in the previous podcast there's Mm -hmm. that stigma of what it means to be you know black with a mental health Mm -hmm. with a mental illness and Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily have that stigma of you know black and mental illness to Mm -hmm. that to that Mm -hmm. degree i mean obviously there are some issues that are i wouldn't say ubiquitous but things that i've experienced like Mm -hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder because of you know and we're saying this if you're listening Mm -hmm. in because ben grew up in a predominantly um white household and mm-hmm. he is African American, and so that stigma really just wasn't there for As him. Pre- yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily part, yeah. wasn't present. And so you were able to get treatment a lot quicker and start a process that, for maybe some, it may take them years to get to. I mean, mm-hmm. potentially yes, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, mine was so severe, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. clear. You yeah, know, it couldn't it be ignored. Yeah, right. yeah okay. it couldn't right. be ignored. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was clear. It's yeah. like something is Because like we different. said, there are levels. Yeah, there are levels. There are levels. Yeah. His so, level was 10. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so that mm-hmm. was... But but yeah, but going back, like, you know, I go to church every Sunday. Like, you know, it's, oh, where do you, it's where so, do you worship? Um, it's called um, The Gathering Place. Okay. It's really it's really. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. Very cool. Do they ever talk about mental illness there? Oh, well, I started going there, uh-huh. you know, because I was, you know, jumping around. Okay. Um, but yes, I mean, they, they do. I mean, I think it's it's something that um, that's really important is people sure. to start talking about mental illness uh-huh. and like recognizing that, hey, God created, you know, scientists who know mm-hmm. how to make medication who mm-hmm. can potentially help you out as well. Like yeah. that's what God created as well. So yeah. appreciate the fact that we have people who are able to create these type of, you know, medications that sure. hey, I'm stable right now. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's really integral to to see them um, together, and I do like. That's daily. just awesome. I mean, thank you so much for sharing your mm-hmm. story today. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you before we close if you could tell us, and not to put you on the spot, but and it doesn't have to be three things, but we want to start asking people three things that they plan to do to silence the shame around mm-hmm. mental health. So, what are some of your plans in the future, or things that you want to you know do in this um, space? So, to help others. So yeah, definitely. That's um I like um public speaking. Okay. Um and um something that I would like to do is um definitely go, you know, public speaking on campus. Are you a paid speaker yet? No, not yet. We gotta no. get you to that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Girl. Gonna work on Alrighty. it. Mm-hmm. That's something I'll help you with. <laughs> gotta put me in a plenary session. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um I like um um mentoring um, okay. kids, um people yeah. who are going and that's something that I would like to so do. So like a peer counselor almost well, or? well I, I would like to to do that okay, right great. like you know I, I there are people that I have and and you know when I was going around and doing um certain you know events and okay. everything like that okay um, whenever I would do my my speaking yeah um, people would come up with would come up to me and okay, sort great. of like being sort of like a mentor and helping people out with the process sort of like a, mm-hmm. a coach you yes. know? Like yeah it's, yeah it's okay mm-hmm. and, right and, and a mental health coach that's really interesting too is that you know, every time I would, because I would, I would actually go into many like black spaces mm-hmm. and and to speak. And something that was really fascinating, the people that came up to me were like basically all women. Mm-hmm. Really, there's only if I can think, there's only out of all the speaking engagements that I've done, there's probably been only one or two. And that's why mm-hmm. we did our um, episode six yep. around, you know, 
brothers getting your mind right and we want gentlemen in the african-american community to know it's okay to talk about it even if you're afraid Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to talk about it publicly start talking about it with a friend or a counselor or your pastor or therapist what have you but just don't be afraid to talk about it thank you for sharing that point too yeah Yeah, that's it it really is interesting anything else that you want to try to do or what was the other well yeah um so we got a mentor we got a speaker um yes and then also um you know developing sort of like a website that i have oh okay um, Mm -hmm. called mycampushealth.com um that's something that i you know want to develop what is that about so basically what it's a it's a website where um you know people have sort of like written their stories Mm -hmm. um with mental health Mm -hmm. um and then you can like go on the website and you can read the stories of like alum um you know students even parents um and then hopefully um I, you know, there's a forum, and you know, I'll show yeah. it to you later. You know, there's okay. a forum um, that you're able to go online and you're able to go to, um, you know, your university, click on the university, and hopefully start okay. a conversation. That's great. Um, yeah, that that's way. excellent. Um, so that's yeah. something that's really needed. I definitely, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely want to do that. I would love to do something like that full time. Like, that's, you know, mm-hmm. my dream. But it's sort of like what I was t- talking to you about, you mm-hmm. know, entrepreneurship, right? Sure. Where you have entrepreneurs who may say, like, you know, you, know, you can. Four hundred dollars a month. I I made it. You know, I made four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and and that's what I paid for rent. And then I was eating ramen noodles, and like, mm-hmm. look at where I'm at now. Like, there mm-hmm. is that. Story, but everybody can't take that approach. But I can't do that. My mm-hmm. life, like I said, is dependent on mental health, right? So and it's the medication. It's cost. the medication. Like, if I'm mm-hmm. off insurance, my medication mm-hmm. is seven hundred dollars a month. You know what I mean? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. So think about it in those terms. Mm-hmm. Whenever mm-hmm. and many people mm-hmm. who you know are experiencing mental health. Um, that's you know, a great point. But you know what? That triggers something. A thought that maybe silence of shame can do down the line is that we can help entrepreneurs that have mental, mental illnesses no, to that, start their yeah, projects that would that would be that would be uh, like applying for a grant for something yeah. you think thinking shanti i hear you yeah, that, <laughs> that's great. And that would be and that would be fantastic. I'm corny. That, I there, know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not corny dance. I, ideas, ideas. I love it. I yeah, love it. but yeah, I mean, there are you know many entrepreneurs who probably have these ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And especially think about it. And if you're going through a you know manic episode, you have all these grandiose of ideas, course. like amazing ideas, of right? Course. But it's like, well, I can't do that, right? You know, yeah. so um, sort of being able to to provide um, that space um, yeah. for students in particular I'm, I'm really interested in helping um college students because i you know me I've too been there me too I've, that's why mm-hmm. we got to talk to you about our campus ambassador mm-hmm. program too yeah. offline and it's really important it's very yeah. important because you can get through it and um, you were there that's why i definitely want to at some point you know when we start putting the program together i want to have you speak oh awesome. even if we do like a skype session or something yeah. But, um, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff together, Ben. Awesome. I'm Super excited. excited. Well, everybody, let's give it up for Benjamin McAfee. Congratulations. We, um, again, thank we you. just we thank you um, for being um, so open mm-hmm. and sharing. And, and your journey is just amazing. And you definitely have friends with us. And we're here to support you. Thank you um, so and much. I and I appreciate your willingness to support us yes, early yes, on. Of course, so of course. that does not go unnoticed. So thank you very much. Yep. All right, guys, this is episode seven of the Silence of Shame podcast. Make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend <laughs> as we continue to normalize the conversation around mental health. We want to thank our co-ho- new co-host, hey. uh, Frida Vision, and shout out again to Cameron, our um, committee member, and, and Joy on the board. <laughs> and y'all, Joy is an upcoming rapper, so mm-hmm. we're going to, you know. I know I'm this full is- of joy. 
you know, we got to tell y'all about my girl Joy. She <laughs> might, maybe she's going to write us a rap about mental health one day, something we can use on our IG commercial. We might task mm-hmm. her with that. Come on, Joy. <laughs> but anyway, um, tune in next time. Um, I guess it'll be what, August, when we probably have the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to tape them once every two weeks, but we're going to start bringing a lot of more programming and content to the airwaves. Yes, indeed. And hopefully to the TV and the big screen one day. So we just got big plans. But anyway, <laughs> all right, y'all. Until next time, peace up, A-Town Down. Hey. If you or anyone you love needs a hand, please shine light on the darkness. Spark the conversation. It's time we silence the shame. Let's talk about it.